because my voice is recovering from its own failure um, this week. However, it is on the mend, so I thought I would record. Failure is everywhere, isn't it? And there's such a taboo around failure. We see it because of the filters put on Instagram. We see it because we only get the good aspect and good perspective of someone's life. But actually, often beneath the surface of success, of anyone's success, of anyone as a human being, there are a plethora of failures that have occurred in order for that person to rise up to where they are today. In today's episode, we'll be exploring failure. We will be exploring why it's necessary for everyone to fail and why it shouldn't be such a big taboo. Have you ever noticed a baby not being able to walk and getting frustrated, but they keep going and they keep trying to pull themselves back up on furniture clumsily as their legs are trying to figure out how to push them up and push their weight up? But even when they start walking, there's so much encouragement from parents and so much positive self-talk going on that the baby is usually, and the toddler at that point, is just giggling away. And even if they fall, unless the people around them make it seem like a really terrible thing and start crying, say, are you okay? And then they burst into tears. The opposite kind of parents will say, don't worry, just get back up. And they do. And I think it's really important that you see failure as a normal emotion and a normal thing that happens on a daily basis to everyone. And it doesn't matter what age that person is, and it doesn't matter who they are either. When we get past the baby phase and we go past reception, it's probably then that we as little people start to become more aware of others. And this is the problem of failure because a lot of people feel like they are failures when they compare themselves with other people. And if you keep doing that on a daily basis, it doesn't matter what age you are, that can lead to you almost going on autopilot in certain stressful situations and can make you feel worthless and basically heading to survival mode. The best way that I can describe survival mode is that you don't really have a chance or give yourself an opportunity to be creative, have fun and explore the world around you. And again, this relates to any age. And if you let failure override every single other part of you and there's no positive self-talk, in your brain or from those around you and you don't absorb that positive self-talk it can lead to a really really dark place and so we have to change this story about failure we have to remember that Instagram and Snapchat and all of these other social media platforms encourage us to get the most likes possible If you put on there about your failures, is it likely that you're going to get that? 
And we're kind of building our lives around the algorithms that these things give us in order to get more gratification. And it's this constant spiral. You can get trapped in that spiral and you can forget about connection. And connection is really important to the world and people around you. If you don't embrace failure and if you see failure as the worst thing ever put to you, when it does happen, it could break you. And I'm talking to everyone here. I'm not just talking to parents or teenagers or teachers or anyone. It's everyone that it affects. And it can happen at any stage in your life about anything. When you feel like you have failed, it's important that you remind yourself that you are a human and you are not a robot and you are not an algorithm or a bot either. You are a human who is imperfectly perfect. And it's so important that you remember that. So what do you do if you find yourself in a moment of failure? I can be honest with you and tell you that I have failed many, many times across many different parts of my life. When I was younger, I did not understand, I'm so sorry, I did not understand um, diet and exercise and nutrition because it just wasn't really taught to me and it probably still isn't taught to most people, which is why they're trying to pass through legislation at the moment to change this in secondary schools. But I felt like a failure because everybody else around me was really fast and much fitter than I was. And I let that become my story, probably for the best part of 10 years, even into early adulthood. And it really affected me in a lot of different ways. And unless you've been through that, you don't really know. Another way that I definitely failed was that I kind of failed initially at my job. I was a really, really good teacher, and I I still believe that I am based on, well, that I teach and I have been teaching for so long, but also the amazing stories that my clients could tell you if they were here. But when I first entered the profession, I do apologise if I've told this story before. I don't think I have. Um, I was 20 years old when I graduated. I was one of the youngest teachers in Hertfordshire at the time when I graduated because my birthday is in late August, unfortunately. Um, And I had three interviews on the same day. And I got all three jobs and I had to make a really quick decision because when you become a teacher, you do an interview and you get told that same day whether you've got the job or not. And I had applied to a really, really lovely village school in a really lovely kind of area. I applied to um, an inner city school that had what seemed like a lot of issues, even when I was there on the interview, it was very chaotic. And then I had another interview um, in a job where the kids were from mixed backgrounds and they seemed a little bit more organised. And (laughs) being me, I didn't want to take the easy option, which I felt the easy option was at the village school. So I went for the one in between, the very last one. But you can't really tell a lot of things from just visiting a school one day having an interview teaching a few kids and I really I don't regret it because I learned a lot from it but I had three years where I basically every day hid in my cupboard and cried because it was so overwhelming I had a lot of children with a lot of different well five in my first class different mental health issues um and I had a court case as well and um it was 
a court case, sorry, for one of the children in, in my class. And it was really overwhelming and I didn't get much support at all. I felt like a failure because I knew that I could help these kids and they were having so much fun and the parent feedback was incredible and there were kids that didn't like going to school before but loved going to school then and they all seemed really really happy but at the end of the year the deputy heads who never even watched me teach um came in and said that hardly any of the children had made progress on paper and I was really confused um I was 20 Actually, the day that I went into the school um, to meet the parents just before it ended for the summer, so they were just moving up into year three. They were year two students moving into year three. They walked into my classroom and they said, oh, where's the teacher? (laughs) Because I do look young. I mean, I'm approaching 33 now and I still get ID'd quite regularly if I don't wear makeup, which I always find quite funny. Um, I am digressing here, aren't I, guys? So, um, Yeah, I felt like a complete failure because I felt like I had not taught these kids anything. But looking back, I did because a lot of those kids that I taught in that very first class, I have continued to teach and they are 18 now and they're going to university. And I have actually stayed with some of the families because of my business. And they've done really well. And a lot of them in that year, which can be really scary for the transition between year two to three, felt really nurtured and supported. Um, Also, the year six SATS results that they had were not terrible. So I I knew that maybe the impact wasn't as dire as they had painted. I also regretted almost going to the school because my room was opposite the head teacher's office and she was a very old school excuse the pun there, um, head teacher and she did not like any noise and my classroom was full of noise, but not in the way that you had to shout over everybody, buzzing uh, about things that we were doing. My notice boards all around the classroom looked different um, than the other teachers. And I guess I was quite rebellious in the way that I did not want to conform. And I hadn't anticipated how clicky the staff members would be either, because they were very clicky. And They were all much older than me and they talked to me as if I didn't know anything. Um, I stayed at that school begrudgingly for three years and I I just couldn't do it anymore. And I really felt like a failure because I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life at the age of 23. And I, because I always wanted to be a teacher, nothing else really ever stood out for me and nothing ever really I didn't think I could do anything else either, which was a limiting factor for me because I probably could have done a lot more and I am doing a lot more. But at that time in my life, um, as I'm sure many of you know, when you're in your early 20s, you've got no idea um, and you are just making everything up. And if anyone tells you otherwise, they probably were making it all up as they went along as well. Um, When I left there, I decided that I still wanted to teach, but I didn't want to teach in a school for a while while I figured everything out. And that's when I moved to a different country, which was a bit extreme, really. I had a mortgage by this point and I was very much involved in life where I was living, but I thought, why not? And this is the crucial 
point that I want to make. Although I had felt like I had failed myself because I went to university to get this degree to become a teacher, I still had the ability to take risks and I still had the ability to try something different. And I think unless you keep failing and unless you keep telling yourself and doing the same thing all the time, if you don't change the way that you are acting, the way that you feel or the way that you manage yourself when you fail, then you're not really going to improve and you're not going to get out of whatever state you're in. This is definitely something that schools do not teach very well. From everything that I hear from my students, and this may be different in other schools because I know there are some fabulous schools out there and I don't ever want to say that there are all the schools have the same blanket policies. But kids are still grouped by ability, which I think is possibly more detrimental than it could actually be. Kids are still grouped by age, which is debatable as well, because I think there are some kids who could maybe go with older kids and some kids that maybe need to stay back with younger kids. Uh, Not much younger, but, you know, everybody matures at different levels. And I think the whole thing about sets is really demoralising. All of my uh, year 10s got their end of year results uh, just, well, probably a month. No, not a month, about two weeks ago now. Three weeks ago. And they were, some of them completely demoralised by those. And they got them two days before the end of school. And now over the summer, they're going to be worrying about what they do in year 11 with no support and no help. And they're probably just going to try to forget about it. And I don't think that's helpful. And I think that schools should manage failure and manage getting lower grades a lot better than they currently do. If kids do not learn the value in failure and they see it as negative in school, then they will into their adult lives. And that leads to adults who are afraid to take risks. (coughs) Sorry, it leads to adults who have an inability to do better for themselves. And it also leads to adults who feel like they have not ever reached their potential. And that's incredibly sad because when you have adults that feel like that, you often have adults who can have, not all the time, but can have anxiety they could have depression and a whole heap of other kind of things as well so why don't we just change it why don't we just tell our kids do you know what you failed it's okay because you can do it again or okay you failed why don't we sit down and look at what happened and what we can do in the future because if you don't have those conversations with your teenager or your students or yourself, whoever is listening to this, you're never ever going to get out of that cycle of not feeling good enough. And you should feel good enough because I do believe that everybody has the capability to improve. And it doesn't matter 
what people have said to you. It doesn't matter what set you're in. It doesn't matter. And none of that matters. The thing that matters is how you react to failure. So I'm going to paint you a scenario and tell you how I would deal with it. So I'm going to imagine that my little girl is not little anymore and she is taller than me, which probably will happen in the next two years, uh, if I'm being honest, because I'm very short. Anyway, um, I'm going to imagine that she's got her year 10 results and she didn't do too well. I would sit down with her in a non-threatening way, maybe take her out for dinner, actually. And I would say, I know that you can do better than this. And I want to figure out a way to help you. What do you need from me? And I'll just let her talk. And she might not want to talk, in which case I would keep trying, uh, but maybe broach this you know, topic in a different way. I think if you have conversations about failure and make it a normal thing, they're not going to be shocked when you make it for the first time. And if you have a conversation whereby you are talking to your teenager and you say, hey, how can we help you? It might be that they know how you can help them, but they're just too afraid to, to, to kind of ask you. It might be that they say, I need more space to work, or I don't know how to focus. Or it might be that they say, which I did have last year, I can't see very well. I just never thought, I, I just haven't thought about it to tell you. Because I had a girl last year who had a, um, a stigma, and she was 16 and she'd never told anybody because she thought everybody saw that way consequently she did very well after that um it's having conversation the conversations are so important because the more you can talk about your failure externally not just in your head the stronger you will become at facing failure and if you can become confident when you fail you're going to be unstoppable. And it's such an important life skill that the schools aren't teaching. So it's important that either teachers, if you're listening, that you teach your students independently about this or alongside, sorry, I'm really not well, um, alongside lessons. Or you could get your children and you could just sit them down, even from an early age, and tell them it's okay if you don't do well. I don't do well. And I, this is how I, 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 you know, I dealt with it. In all of my failures, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they were all perfect and I was really happy about them. I've had some very dark moments in my life and everybody, I think, should go through some dark moments because when you go through them, you are more able to see what got you there and how to get out of it. So if you have come out of whatever year group you're in right now, and you haven't done as well, you have got four weeks now. Um, it's the day-to-day for me to start working properly again. You've got four weeks where you can build up that time and where you can build up a plan in order to combat that and if you're confident and able to do that have a go it's really important that you do this because then you're setting yourself up not just for this coming year where your grades may be important but you're setting yourself up as an adult who is strong and able to support themselves even in the face of failure 
on that note, it's a very sunny day today, which has been very different from the weather we've been having recently in the UK for the summer. So I hope you all enjoy it. I will post again at some point in the week and have a lovely week.